Hello, and welcome to Swallows on the Wire, a podcast where I explore slowing down and taking time to really notice the nature that is all around us. I invite you to join me as I delve into the fascinating joys of the natural world and all it gives us if we stop for a moment and pay witness to its wonders. In this week's episode, I take a look at the small wild in my weekly diary from the 29th of November to the 5th of December 2021. Monday the 29th of November. The first true frost. The lawn is muted green as the blades and moss beneath are coated with white. Sheets of crumpled ice lie across old puddles. Cracked at the edges, shards of cold mixing with the warmer, wet mud. A buzzard and a crow fly low, circling each other. Flight parallel, twist and turn in each other's movements, but with no actual contact. It is balletic, beautiful. Unhurried large wings, grey and white from one, night black coat of the other, are outstretched and carving the air into the dance. A display of greatness winding and curling around the other's passage of flight, they rise and fall together. Elsewhere, it seems that everywhere you look, there is a robin. Feisty little birds, spindle legs and sharp eyes, flitting movements seen on the periphery, more often than not reveal a white and red breast. As if aware of their iconic status at this time of year, Robin will perch in photogenic pleasantry on chair backs, fork handles and pot edges. I think this bird knows exactly how to play us humans and I am happy with that. Tuesday the 30th of November. Dampness pervades. It is milder but it feels somehow more cold. No sun and an almost drizzle hanging in perpetuity. The crowding weather makes everything feel close, almost touching, and all sounds dulled. The world is soft. Robin appears, here, there, a magician of space, a knowing look in his eye and unafraid to stare you down into friendship. The blue tits are highly active between tree and feeder, nipping in to grab a morsel, then flying away to eat in safety of higher places. Starlings have found the fat balls, causing ever more raucous bickering. It is hard to see colour on such a muted day, especially from afar and out of windows. Around 3pm there is a sudden break of sun lasting no more than a minute, then once more back to dower until sunset. It arrives first in teasing purple and pink, edging clouds and spreading in thin lines across the sky. Then, by imperceptible increments, a riot takes place. Neon orange, yellow and shocking pink, purple and blues bathe the undersides of huge puffy grey clouds. A festival of colours in the cracks lighting up the darker shapes of trees, the contrast 
allowing a pin-sharp detail of branch and stem to be starkly seen. Then quickly and quietly it is over, and dusk settles in. Chickens settle to sleep. A mild wind rattles the lock on the gate. Silent sounds. Pheasant in field. Wednesday the 1st of December. North wind blows. Wrapped up in many layers and yet the cold still penetrates. A lunchtime walk. The stagnant stench of water comes from an overfull ditch, cloying and matting roots and leaf debris at the base of tree trunks. Sun sits pale behind large grey clouds marching quickly over the sky. Brown leaves line field edges with enough crispness left to be pleasant still to kick and scrunch. A great swathe of corvids lift from field. Many more perch at the tops of skeleton trees. A wood pigeon sweeps low from tree and skims the swaying tops of ribwort plantain. I hear the purring of crows. Turning a corner, a hurricane of black-feathered bodies swirl and swoop, tree to field, land to air. From within thickets of bramble, I hear rustling. I unwittingly startle a squirrel, balanced precariously and eating in a tangle of slows. A blackbird fusses out of a hedgerow. A squadron of small birds barrel pinprick dots against squinting light. The wind roars through treetops. A thrush, soft, sandy speckled chest almost hidden to my left. The graceful flight of a magpie. Moss tops tree stumps, winter hats of green. An old signpost lies fallen, wooden arms outstretched on the ground. I stand it up, leaning on a stump, a temporary reprieve. It begins to rain icy, cold droplets. I quicken my pace, and a pheasant flushes before me. I don't know which of us is more startled. We have a wren living in our garage. Thursday the 2nd of December. The sun is out but the north wind still bears its cold teeth. A layer of ice skims the water bowls. I break them with a stone, they crack with a satisfying sound. As I fill the bird feeder, I hear a squeaking above and look up to see a sparrowhawk fly over with a spray of small birds scattering in front. I'm afraid my presence interrupted the hunt. A loss for the sparrowhawk, a win for the sparrows. Within minutes, the water bowls are iced over again. Buzzards fly low, over the house and towards the field at the back. Large bodies and wide wings, tips flicked upwards, racing the wind. A collared dove and a robin sit in full sun in the cotoniaster, fluffed up warming themselves. 10.35am and it begins to snow. Tiny white flecks swirled on wind meander across the sky and down. It does not last long. An excitement quickly over. 
A magpie sits in the bare branches of a damson tree, white breast blazing in bright sunshine, a splayed fan of tail, blue-black feathers shimmer, a preen before flight, a circling loop and then back to the same lookout. Friday the 3rd of December. There is fine, light rain by morning, the kind that hangs in the air procrastinating before falling to soaked and soggy ground. It is cold and grey. At work and only seeing the world outside through blurred windows. People arrive blowing on hands and shaking water off raincoats. It seems it is too grim even for birds to venture out of thicker foliage and I see none creating shapes in treetops. The skies over town hold only thick clouds. Just one large gull braves a foray in diffused light. When I leave for home, it is pitch black. There are no stars to see but glints of rain caught by light from shop windows and Christmas tree sparkle. Out of town and driving up the hill, headlights search through swathes of fog descending, a white veil lit and revealed by passing cars beyond which the land has disappeared. Saturday the 4th of December. Wet. Damp. Grey by perception and yet there is blue in the sky. The world is bedraggled, lawn soft and squelching underfoot. Robin perches on the back of a chair on the patio. Wisteria hangs limp and sparse, sinewy stems becoming ever more exposed. Small, pale, buff-coloured mushrooms huddle on the lawn, hidden among leaf litter. It is not raining, but somehow dampness seems to hang in the air and cling to clothing and hair, seeping into bones and settling a dullness there. In town, small, light yellow leaves rain down from silver birch trees. They pile on pavements and fill the edges of the road. A few take the time to twirl and spin gently as they fall. I head to the garden to forage for treasures to make a wreath. First I cut long stems of deep wine-red dogwood, sturdy and yet flexible. These fire sticks will hold the rest. Glossy dark green holly with bright red berries are a must, despite the pinpricks they land across my hands. Ivy on long tendrils and with clustered flower heads give a lightness with a variegation of leaf. Fur of mid-green and thin needles, the soft, light silver green of eucalyptus. In my wicker basket I bring these things in, beautiful as they are in abundant piles of green life. Working slowly, I build my wreath, with touch Sight and smell so close and in contact with nature, time passes in calm meditation. All natural and foraged from the garden, when Christmas is done, it will be returned to earth. Sunday the 5th of December. Light rises in pale yellow and blue thick layers and rain. 
A blackbird sits in silhouette on the sheened branches of a silver birch. Dawn is broken in two. At the front of the house in the southeast, bright orange is piercing through blue clouds, glimpsed colour escaping from darkness and bearing promise. At the back of the house in the northwest, all is grey brown sky, brooding and full of rain. Somewhere above, there must be a meeting point, a place where these opposites merge light and dark, warmth and cold, life and death. The natural world is expert at holding all these things true. Winter brings us the other half of life. Without it, we are incomplete. All day, we alternate. Sun and rain, sun and rain. Thank you for listening to Swallows on the Wire. You can follow Swallows on the Wire on Instagram at Swallows on the Wire or follow more of my works by visiting my website jenny-may.com.